You're listening to CJLO 16. This is Main Event Radio. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is scheduled for one fall and is your main event of the evening. Your premier wrestling radio source, main event radio, Ryan Ryder, Steve Rockamaniac, live from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. CJLO 1690 AM, Bell 5 TV, Channel 950, and around the world, our homepage, maineventradio.com. NXT Portland tonight on the WWE Network. We'll have our full preview, Riders picks, Rockamaniac picks as the show goes on, and all the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling. Steve, how you doing this Sunday morning? Hey now, everybody. Another Sunday morning here on the main event. And uh, as Ryan points out, uh, NXT TakeOver tonight. Uh, you know, TakeOver moving over to a Sunday night. Uh, and, uh, you know, in that traditional pay-per-view slot compared to their, uh, you know, normal Saturday nights. Uh, interesting twist, uh, you know, to have NXT on a Sunday. And, uh, you know, I th- I'm... I think it's a good move. I like to have it on a Sunday, actually. It's more of that tra- traditional pay-per-view night, uh, you know, especially if it's a standalone weekend, uh, mm-hmm. you know, compared to the big weekends uh, where, you know, yeah, with Royal Rumbles and WrestleManias, yeah, you're going to want to have it on a Saturday. But otherwise, I like it on a Sunday. Uh, it gives uh, more of that, you know, like... There's more things to do on a Sunday night for wrestling in a pay-per-view wise. So. Yeah, Saturday nights, like I, I'm not always able to catch it live, but on a yeah. Sunday, like tonight, and, I'll be able to watch it. And more yeah. often than not, the Saturdays, uh, you know, they have to compete with UFC. Mm-hmm. Even though you know the 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 timing is a little different, it, usually their their semi-main and main event, com, you know, conflict with the actual UFC pay-per-views after ten o'clock. So. Uh, you know, to move to a Sunday actually makes a lot of sense, uh, and uh, looking forward to it tonight. Is uh, you know we usually get a very good show out of Takeover, so uh, you know hopefully they are, they're able to do that again tonight as well. Yeah, well, and normally Takeover is the night before a WWE pay per view as well. This is sort of their own yep. show without without the the overshadowing of a Survivor Series yep. or a WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble. So NXT can really shine tonight at uh, TakeOver Portland, which we'll preview as the show goes on. Last week, we were talking about the possibility of The Undertaker versus Sting at WrestleMania 36, uh, April 2020 in Florida. Uh, But now we're hearing it may be Undertaker versus AJ Styles. What do you think of uh, that potential? That's going to be epic in terms of uh, in-ring action. I'm sure AJ is going to be able to, uh, you know, really carry the match so to speak uh you're gonna have undertaker carrying the match with the experience but you're gonna have aj carrying the match physically and uh, i think that'll make a good combination because you know they they're gonna really hide those negatives uh and uh, really showcase the positives now with sting and undertaker you would have gotten the nostalgia factor like a spectacle it was all about the spectacle and that but the match itself 
probably would not have been anywhere near what we'll get out of an AJ Styles mm-hmm. versus Undertaker. So depending on you know your your type of fandom or your preferred type of feeling at a WrestleMania, uh, you know you you either fall on one side or the other. But I think AJ Styles, it, if he makes it back in time, of course he's injured right now. Should, they're hoping he makes it back. He'll tough it out. Like, yeah, this is a guy who's who's who's. Missed very few shows in his career. 11 years in a row, he didn't miss a pay-per-view in, in TNA. Now, obviously, he's getting older, his body's hurting, but he'll be there for WrestleMania, especially for a match against The Undertaker. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> against The Undertaker. You know, you're yeah. not going to get this opportunity many more times in your career. Uh, you know, any time could be the last time for The Undertaker. Uh, you know, whether or not we want to admit that, it's ultimately true. Uh, you know, but uh, yes, he is doing better now compared to a few years ago when we thought the retirement was official. But, uh, you know, you never know what the Undertaker. So, yeah. if yeah, AJ Styles is probably going to try to. If Taker's wrestling, AJ is certainly the best opponent for him. He could he could flop around, make him look good. Yep. Uh, I think it'll be a much better match uh, in-ring-wise than Sting versus uh Undertaker would have been, and especially Undertaker Goldberg, which took place, uh, which was Undertaker's uh, most recent matchup, and it was uh, not a very good one. Uh, but, not yeah, not, but not I, to the fault of his own. <laughs> honestly, I think this should be Taker's last match. I know it won't be, but I, I think this should be it. Like I thought his match against Roman Reigns was the end. Uh, there's been many times where we thought it was the end. We thought his match against uh, Triple H was the end, the end of an era. But he just keeps coming back. But really, I, I think this this should like what else can he do? Like, there's nothing else. Where, okay, he's never faced AJ before, so we'll have him against AJ. But after that, it's like, it's time for Taker to to let the new like the he always said, oh, I'm gonna be the the dog in the yard, the top dog in the yard until the the, the new dog comes and bites me in the ass and send me out the door. Well, those dogs have come and gone, and you're still there, old yeller. <laughs> but um, no, Taker, it's it's time for him to retire. You know what? It, it when you have. Sp- uh, you know, glorified spot shows that are uh, Saudi Arabia. It's easy to you know come back mm-hmm. for a million dollar paydays for half a night. You know what I mean? For like you know ten minutes work yeah, and get yeah. you know a couple million dollars. It's easy for him to come do it, right? So you know, and you get the nostalgia factor. So you know, you get that spectacle, so to speak. And yeah, when they get in the ring after, you know, it doesn't always deliver. Hopefully, with AJ does. Uh, I think it's a completely different story than, than is, Goldberg. I think it's more. It's gonna be more AJ. This match is yeah. AJ. Yeah. I mean, I, even with Goldberg, be, yeah. it would have been about Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Goldberg knocked himself out yeah. before he came out to the damn ring. I know, <laughs> you I know? know, it's like, what what are you doing, buddy? But the other question in this match is who goes over WrestleMania? Historically, the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. He's now had two losses at WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar and against Bray Wyatt. Does he have a third loss against AJ Styles, or does AJ come very close to winning and ultimately Taker gets the victory? You know, I I saw someone post this on on Twitter during the week, and they were like, you know, if if the Undertaker didn't lose to Brock Lesnar, who would he have eventually lost to? And Timing, nobody. timing, probably nobody. No, but timing didn't match up. But AJ Styles could have been that guy if he had come to WWE earlier, and 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 because the thought and the talk along the way was always when Taker sees this next you know guy who's going to be that top star that he wants to get to that level, he's going to you know drop the streak so to speak, and uh, you know it's AJ Styles was clearly a candidate. That would have been that guy who's coming up that could have carried the business. We saw that Vince McMahon, is, you know, is his number one fan right now. Uh, you know, so it's 
if he had come to the WWE a little bit earlier, I think that's what would have happened. So I think there is a possibility that that AJ Styles could win here. Um, on top of that, and Taker's got got nothing to lose. Like, yeah, the streak is already broken, as you alluded to. Yeah. If he puts over AJ, it's just going to help elevate AJ to an, to an even higher level than he already is. Undertaker's lo- losing is not going to do anything to harm him at all. He's just at that stature that nothing's going to. And if Undertaker wins, it's like, why? And, and to play off your point from earlier as well, like you know, since we don't know when his retirement may be, he's going to go out and his back on his last match. Mm-hmm. So you know, he could lose against AJ Styles if this is plans to be his last match. I don't expect it to be his last match. I expect him to get Saudi Arabia paydays. Yeah, when, so, when he brought in Jim Ross to announce his match against Roman Reigns, like, yeah. I, I thought that would be the last match. He thought the yeah. he thought it was going to be his and last he, match, and he really like. Really came out slowly in his entrance, and like you know, and he when you have to step a little bit. He almost he almost botched a, a tombstone on yeah. uh, on Reigns, but it was still a good match. Yeah, no, but he was going for hip replacements and amongst many other surgeries, and and you know he's like, I don't know if I'll make it back, so I got to make it last, so to speak. So yeah. we'll see what happens uh, once they once they get to the official announcements here. Uh, once they see if AJ Styles is actually going to show up, uh, you know, and we'll we'll see what how. WrestleMania's card continues to shape up uh, over the next few weeks as uh, WrestleMania season quickly approaching. Now, my other question would be, who will John Cena face? Oh, it's Elias. Yeah? Yeah, to play okay. off the thing from the last uh, you know, times at WrestleMania. So John Cena sense, is going to most likely face Elias, put him over. Uh, maybe even put over know. Elias. No, no way. I just wanted to see your reaction. Cena rarely loses. Of course, like, it's super Elias. Cena. Like I, I barely even remember him ever wrestling. To be honest, like with super you. Cena. Man. Elias is more about the music. Yeah, of course. So yeah. uh, you know, I'm sure Cena will uh, yeah. lay him out. But, and, but uh, you know what? Like John Cena has barely been there in recent years. Like the Cena era, which was like yeah, he's, almost the majority of our, our radio show's existence, is sort of like. If it it hasn't already ended, it's, it's it came to an end a while ago. It's so. not as bad as The Rock, though. Yeah. Like Cena still comes back. I'm not criticizing him. It's just that I'm not criticizing him. Where either. he was the one star, like he was the guy. Yeah. that WWE is the brand. Yeah. Like it doesn't. We don't want guys to to become individual brands, individual stars. We want mm-hmm. it all to be about the world wrestling entertainment WWE universe. John Cena became like a star on his own, and now he was a star in the ring, and now he's becoming a star in Hollywood. It's it's like yeah. you know professional athletes. I, I certainly miss him in the regular day to day goings of the industry. Mm. But then again, he's making his mark uh, in California. Yeah, but it's like professional athletes, right? You know, like, yeah, they're gifted and they're going to go make, you know, a bunch of money, but you can bust your knee in your first professional game and you ended up making five grand and now you're screwed for life because you didn't go to school and you didn't care and you didn't so on and so forth. So same situation here, you know, it's uh, something that uh, you have to uh, prepare for for outside of the business. I think at at one point or another, John Cena finally realized that because John Cena was the guy that's like, no, I'm going to carry this company on my back. Credit to him, though, as I was saying earlier, it's like this is not The Rock in the sense that, you know, he actually, John Cena comes back way more often than The Rock does. Uh, he hasn't forgotten about the WWE. I don't think it helped the whole. Uh, I, I never saw any truth to the criticism that he was giving to The Rock or that The Rock didn't come back. Like, big deal. He's a movie star now. Same thing with Cena. Like, it's nice that they make appearances that they wrestle every so often. The Rock versus Reigns rumored for WrestleMania each year now. It's supposed to happen next year, WrestleMania 37 in Los Angeles, California. But uh, look, Cena is in movies now. He's in Fast and the Furious, coming out soon. He's been in a lot of a lot of hits, a lot of comedies, and he's becoming a big name in in Hollywood, much like The Rock, who is the biggest name in 
in movies. Yeah, but you, and and that's it. You have to prepare for after. You can't uh, do the the wrestling thing forever. Okay, yeah, but not, John... most guys cannot be a, an actor at the level of of a John Cena or a Dwayne Johnson. These two guys have a tremendous talent, and but they've gotten I, I'm over not very saying, well. I'm not saying that Baron Corbin yeah. needs to be the Rock in yeah. Fast and the Furious or anything like that. I'm saying <laughs> that you have to prepare for outside the business. And and finally, John Cena. I think he because along the way it was I'm never leaving. This is my place. This is my home. I'm not yeah. doing anything outside. And then finally he decided to do so. But uh, eventually that's a smart move. Do you miss him? Do I miss him? Sometimes. Sometimes? Sometimes. Because yeah. then you get like some garbage like Baron Corbin who gets too much TV time. And you, you, you really, I, I really didn't, I didn't realize how much you disdain I, I, Corbin. I, it's not that I disdain him. It's just I don't like him. So get off my TV. <laughs> Like shut up, go off, go away. <laughs> you know, like, and he's. I'm. I. I know that most fans are giving that type of heat to him, though. Like people want to give. I know credit. you said this a few times. People already, want to give credit, but that's what it is. Speaking of Undertaker and all the surgeries he's had, uh, another wrestler that's said to be suffering is is Kurt Angle. After after all the abuse he's taken in his career in the ring, the the crazy matches that he had and. Going out there after having multiple neck surgeries, like he's said to be in in, in uh, bad shape right now. So certainly, yeah. I I wish uh, nothing but good health to one of the greatest of all time, the Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. Yeah, I think we alluded to this like a week or two ago when we were talking about you know potential dream matches and stuff like that, and we mentioned that you know Kurt Angle had done an interview recently, really talked about how like. Yeah, man, I couldn't even go anymore. Like, you know, it was yeah. just, I, I, I went into that match and yeah, I wanted to face uh, John Cena, but I accepted to face Baron Corbin and I, I knew I couldn't really, you know, go anymore. So I just wanted to end it. He's still so, going to face Cena. He's still- he, he, well, yeah, he's there. He's an agent. So he's working for the company. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's always that possibility. No, I mean, back back in that retirement last year. But oh, he should have. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He, Never again. Oh, no, he could do it if he really wanted Please, to. Please, no. No, he could. He could easily, yeah. but uh, you know, if I was Saudi Arabia, I'd probably ask for the match, uh, and oh, then my. you know, because that's what they like to do. Once right? they get caught up to the two thousands, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like <laughs> Yokozuna's not there anymore. Let's move on. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, it, it's something that would would be cool if I was uh, Saudi Arabia and just wanted to build my dream matches. I'd be like, yeah, listen, bring Kurt Angle and uh, bring John Cena, please, and we'll pay them five million each. That's it. <laughs> They'll do it. For sure, but uh, yeah, Kurt Angle rough shape, but uh, that's 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 uh, the nature of the life he has led, and uh, it's unfortunate to see. You're listening to Main Event Radio. At Main Event Radio on Twitter, new episodes every Sunday. Ryan Ryder, Steve Rockamaniac. NXT Portland tonight. We got our preview coming up. Looking forward to seeing John Cena at WrestleMania 36. I got to mention a segment that I've uh, enjoyed recently on on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Randy Orton. First of all, he's really over right now as a heel. It's been a while since he's been at this level, and uh, the storyline between him and the returning Adam Edge Copeland. And Matt Hardy's involvement, uh, Matt Hardy's contract ending March the 1st. So this is sort of his swan song, his farewell from WWE. He was offered a new contract, but he has declined the offer. So he came out this past uh, Monday night to uh, 
I guess, do a little promo against Randy Orton and uh, sort of reminded us of the uh, old feud between Matt Hardy and Edge back in uh, 2005 when Matt Hardy's uh, real-life girlfriend, Lita, cheated on him with Edge uh, behind the scenes and uh, shoot became reality. Or, uh, sorry, actually... Uh, what is it? Reality shoot became story, the opposite of what it normally would be. Um, so, yeah, they took a, a real-life animosity, brought it onto the screen, and it was a, a great feud between Matt Hardy and Edge. And then now, all these years later, Matt Hardy the, being the one to come out and actually defend Edge, and then Orton doing the concerto to Matt Hardy on Raw, which was supposed to be his farewell. But because it was had such a great fan reaction, uh, Matt's going to have one last match uh, this upcoming Monday night against Randy Orton. Uh, PCO actually issuing a challenge to Matt Hardy on Twitter, uh, uh, offering a Ring of Honor title defense against the Broken One. And uh, the main rumors pertaining to Broken Matt would be a uh, debut for All Elite Wrestling, AEW, where he could potentially be the leader of the Dark Order. Yeah, well, you know, the return of, of Edge has really, you know, rejuvenated uh, certain you know aspects of of Randy Orton and and Matt Hardy as you allude to it's something that yeah go ahead I was just gonna say Orton is great when he's when he's when he's got his head straight when he's focused he's great when he gets lazy he sort of just like goes through the motions but right now this this feud this yep. storyline you can tell Orton is is all in yeah no for sure uh, Edge uh, has that that excitement level around him so you know it's really uh, creative. Uh, creatively rewarding so to speak to to get into this uh for them and uh, you see that on uh, randy orton's face and uh, matt hardy's involvement well you know let's let's take a moment and look at that you know where yeah okay they worked themselves into a shoot back in the day and and they have that but let's just talk about matt hardy's run in the wwe the last few years uh you know the 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 return you know and and it, how many times this is going to happen and now it happened again where it's like yeah, okay, everybody wants to go to the WWE or go back to the WWE and and it was such a huge thing when the Hardy Boys walked back in. And, and now it, it was a special yeah. moment. So. And now what? 2 3 years later, it's like uh we're back to, you know, nothingness. They they, they, they could have used them a lot better. Yep. And uh I mean, well the, Jeff at, had his own issues behind the scenes, but Matt like he really gave his all and maybe he's a step behind physically. But as a character, as a persona, he's he's at the he's the best he's ever been. He is, but for WWE, he isn't. That's the thing. It was so weird because, as we saw, like the whole deletion thing and next, uh, you know, broken Matt Hardy got and so they had huge. Some, they had some specials on WWE Network. They had a Halloween yeah, Hardy. Yeah, special it was horrible, and, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, but it was popular. It, as much Quality as, doesn't I, equal popularity. No, but, but the, <laughs> the the point is, is that you know, as big as the Broken Matt Hardy thing was, right, and they win the lawsuits or or come to an agreement on top of that that they're allowed to take the gimmick and go wherever they want with it. There was all this hype, like, oh my gosh, Matt Hardy's going to come back and you know bring this angle to the WWE and it's going to be huge. And they allowed him to do it a little bit, but. It was not connecting to the level that it did uh, when it started, and and with and if they go to if he goes to AEW, I shouldn't say they, um, because you, you, Matt uh, Jeff Hardy is a whole different situation it seems. But uh, you know Matt Hardy goes over there, it's going to be great again because he's going to have that creative freedom. 
and you're gonna it's still not gonna be a huge uh, level like that's gonna you know change the business but it's definitely gonna be a, a, an interesting angle if he does go there uh this whole wwe run uh these last few months are basically summing up the whole thing uh so you know it's it's funny to look back in retrospect now and and, and see the excitement for when the hardys came back I mean, that day, that WrestleMania weekend was so great. It was so awesome. The night before, they were having a ladder match with the uh, with the Young Bucks, and uh, and then the rumors were that they were going to show up to to WrestleMania, but no one had seen them that day, and we didn't know if they were going to show up or not. And then, of course, the the big reveal, one of the biggest pops in well, recent we, we had WrestleMania it history. That they were going to be there. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, no, yeah. I I found out. I found the the photo of the car that was picking them up and put it out on Twitter. <laughs> but um, you know the, uh, the the whole return just uh, was amazing that night. And mm-hmm. the in retrospect, I wonder if it's going to cause people to you know think twice before uh, you know coming back. Even when you have all that excitement around it. And say, you know, maybe I should go back to WWE. Like, you know, look at John Morrison. It was still a WrestleMania moment. They still yeah, became tag team champions again. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it's like now, th- three years later, if he looks back, he's like, yeah, he's got that moment. But what happened after that? You know, he, he kind of went to hell. What else would he have done? He had a falling out with, with Impact. AEW hadn't yet launched. Ring of Honor, he'd already done it all there. But the point was yeah. is to take Broken Matt and make it the biggest thing in, in the mm-hmm. world of professional wrestling ever. Like already, it was huge for Impact. That was huge, right? Yeah, like it was the best thing they had going at the they, time. They, they actually got ratings like they used to back in the day mm-hmm. for for an angle that was like so completely out there. Bray Wyatt <laughs> did the same thing now with the Fiend, yeah. and it went completely like shooting through the through the roof. So they could have done Bray that's Wyatt what they against Matt done. Hardy at WrestleMania this year. Yeah, that's could have been a big feud. Yeah, but they no, they couldn't now. Because they completely just dropped the ball on the broken giving. Mm. Like so many times before, it would mean nothing to me if he all of a sudden decided to do the broken gimmick against The Fiend now at WrestleMania. Nothing. It's too late. They already ruined it. So let him go elsewhere. It's a negative connotation there. He has to. He, he needs to leave. And uh, hopefully he does. And hopefully he gets that creative freedom elsewhere. But also the, you know, even lighter schedule. That will probably allow him to stay active in the business for a bit longer as well. So we'll we'll see what happens. Some AEW notes. Nyla Rose becomes the first transgender woman's champion. Okay. I mean, I mean, there's uh, been a lot of controversy was, surrounding that. She was uh, she when she was signed. Uh, I mean, it came out and everyone talked about it at the mm-hmm. time. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's much 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 more credible in 2020 to have that happen than to have James Ellsworth win the, win, win the yeah, women's it's, title look, you know it's it's, it's, it's 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 not a it's 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 not a competition it's a it's a work it's a it's a show it's entertainment <laughs> And it's and, 2020. Bray Mysterio is beating the big show. Like, come on, things can yeah. happen. No, and just, it's 2020, right? Yeah. And and uh, to, what? Of course, who's who's the Impact Champion right now? A woman. Yeah, there you Tessa go. Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard, exactly. of course, uh, defeating. Uh, and overall, I don't find the the women's division to be a very good quality in AEW. I, I would say Nyla Rose yeah. is probably one of the best uh, female competitors in in that company. Uh, so I, I, it was only a, a it was only a. 
I guess, uh, time waiting for her to become the champion. I thought it would happen at the pay-per-view, but it happened on uh, AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday night. So congratulations to Nyla Rose. There's been a big, uh, a lot of a lot of feedback online, though, including uh, former wrestler Val Venus who were going on a whole tir- uh, tirade or rant on, uh, on Nyla Rose becoming women's champion. Yeah. I can understand it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm old school, too. Like, you know, I, I listen to Jim Cornette, and I can, like, really sympathize with, with what he's saying and, and connect with what he's saying sometimes. Other times... Times I was just like, yo, man, like you're completely way off. But and so, really, it depends on your, on your train of thought and and your school of thought. Because, yeah, in 2020, this is normal. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is what you know can happen, will happen, will happen again. Uh, you know, it, and this is a first. This is a first. Yeah, yeah. but it will happen again, right? And, and especially now, uh, as you know, society becomes more accepting uh to the various uh types of uh you know identities and sexes and so on and so forth so uh you know when, when a, a guy like uh, val venus who you know may be a little old school i could j- i can't wait till like jim Cornette probably tries to rant on this it's going to be the same thing but uh it, you know the old school uh frame of mind i can get why they would be upset uh, at this idea uh you know and the new school, though, is probably fully accepting of this. Uh, in you know when 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 it came out originally that this was the situation, uh, you know they were still very you know accepting open uh, you know that side of the fence. So uh, I'm all for it. I'm you know for it. it's uh, it's normal, and and I don't even know why it has to be a controversy. We don't need to talk about that anymore. It's like it is what it is. It's a well, work. just because of the if negative it was UFC, reaction. Just because of the negative reaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a, a different, different situation. Yeah. Like. They were saying for Rhonda to face men, she probably would have got knocked the hell out. Like, yeah, she might have won because, you know, she gets lucky for with some CM Punk guy who doesn't know how to fight and she would have beat him. Or, you know, she would have gotten somebody that would have knocked her the hell out. Uh, just like Holly Holm. Well, you're talking Holm about intergender matches. We're talking about... No, yeah. but, but what I'm saying is that it's like yeah. they said that Ronda Rousey should have fa- faced men at the time. Mm-hmm. And and you know intergender matches where they were like no no way it, UFC it's one thing in wrestling who cares like what's the big deal it's not a, a like a, 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 a actual competition right it's a prearranged competition compared to an actual competition so it's a different. Uh, for me, uh, because it's, if it was UFC, it would be a whole different thing. Then, yeah. then you well, got... I'm, I'm not a fan of intergender matches, yeah. but I'm fine with a transgender woman's champion because it's not an intergender; it's the same gender. It's two women. It's a woman's woman against woman. I don't want to see woman against man. So you're you're not enjoying the Tessa thing? No, no, I no. am. I like it. I, I like. I have just no to be clear. I'm talking about Tessa Blanchard as the men's champion, yeah. not Nyla Rose as the women's champion. No, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah but it's like I have no problem with Tessa winning winning the title on Impact. I think it was. I think it's a publicity stunt to have uh, Tessa Blanchard as the men's champion. I think it was the best thing for their product at the moment, the way they've written it. So you know, like I'm, ta- I'm just want to be clear. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about two separate things. Tessa Blanchard is a woman who's the male champion versus. Nyla Rose is yeah. a transgendered woman's champion. It's a two separate story. No, no, I get it, but yeah. it's it's still like you know, it's different sex being a champion of of a different sex, and so or supposedly a title of different sex, and that's what it is. So I, you know, I don't know a lot of controversy around it for nothing. I, I feel uh, it really depends on your your train of thought. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm all for Nyla Rose, and congratulations, uh, new woman's champion. Uh, Dustin Rhodes is going to face Jake Hager at AEW Revolution February 29th in Chicago. 
Yeah, that should be, be good. good Absolutely. Be, uh, the former Jack Swagger's uh, in-ring debut for AEW. Uh, another name uh, rumored for the WWE Hall of Fame, Jushin Thunder Liger, who retired earlier this year, a longtime veteran, uh, mostly from Japan. It makes perfect sense. I mean, uh, any uh, you know fan from the '90s are going to know his name thanks to WCW. Uh, you know, and not just that, of course, the long career that he's run. He, of course, appeared at NXT a couple years ago. Uh, he's had such a historical career in Japan and around the world. Uh, you know that you you don't just do that guy in a legacy award. Okay, like you know that's uh, yeah. They might end up making it a legacy. Yeah, but, uh, but you know it, it's it's Jushin Thunder Liger. It's still a guy who had a WWE connection. I think that because he had a WWE connection, they're going to treat him well. Uh, they're going to treat him very well, I think. And uh, he has a lot of history from the nineties that uh, US fans will remember. Would have been good if they could have got Brian Pillman. Uh, junior to induct him. That would have been cool. That would play off the history and stuff. That would be a very interesting thing. Uh, who would you like to see inducted uh, or inducting Jushin Thunder Liger if they do induct him? Good question. I would. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess Nakamura. Yeah, just because he's, that's a good, he's the, that's a good the biggest choice. Japanese name in, in WWE right now. Yeah, that's a good choice. But it, you know, is his English good enough to do it? Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Like I don't like if he can do such a touching speech, uh, mm-hmm. Nakamura, like uh, compared to someone else. But uh, yeah, it, you know, I'm, I I hope he does get inducted this year uh, into the WWE Hall of Fame. And who did Liger face in his Soul NXT match again? That's a good question. Um, I know he was at NXT, but I don't remember who he faced. So while we Google that, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll stall for time. Tyler uh, Breeze. The, oh yes, of so, course. No, so we're not going to no, Tyler so, Breeze no, do the no. Do the I don't want to see that. Yeah. No, thank you. So, um, oh, Eric Bischoff. You know, that's another one. Maybe, but he's going to do NWO. He's going. Yeah, do that, no, is he? Did he well, I would make sense. They haven't announced yeah. it yet, but that would make the most. Sense. He would. He should be inducted with the NWO. Yeah, that's he all, that's should. A that's story. a whole other story. Yeah. But uh. NXT Portland, uh, NXT Takeover Portland is tonight uh, from the Moda Center in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we've got the full card right now. Our riders picks, Rockamaniac picks. Let's get to that. Uh, Keith Lee, who's been a uh, dominant North American champion, huge guy. Uh, you saw him go toe to toe with Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble match. He's six foot two, three hundred and twenty pounds. He's going to defend tonight against uh, Dominic Djakovic. And of course, Keith Lee, since uh, Survivor Series, has been on a huge upward trend. Uh, you know the. Then again, Djokovic is six foot seven, two hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah, no, but it's still something that you know. Since uh, Survivor Series, Vince McMahon has become a huge fan of of Keith Lee, and uh, he's uh, with you know he already had local support in NXT from a Shawn Michaels, from a Triple H. Uh, they they see big things for him, so I think it's the same thing here tonight. There's pretty much no way that uh, that he's going to lose here. In fact, he's a huge favorite in the betting lines, uh, and so uh, he is going to probably uh, walk out with the title again tonight. I agree with you on that. Yeah. I, w- I wasn't so so hot on him, to be honest, until his appearance against Brock Lesnar. When I saw right. him toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar, I saw this this guy's got some potential. I don't like the running uh, somersault that he does in the corner, though. For a guy his size, it's just a little bit not believable for me. He should work more a big man style. 
Yeah, well, uh, it, it's it's also interesting though sometimes to see a, a huge guy being able to do that. You know, that's that's uh, you know something that Kevin Steen uh, or Kevin Owens, you know, was yeah. uh, like, hey, big guy, but the guy. But could... Owens is still there. Like it's one of his moves. Isn't it? Yeah, no, but uh, yes, that it's more that that would annoy me. Not 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 the size because I'm used to that. I'll see, uh, uh, you know, Kevin Owens and everything he's done in since even the time here in Montreal, but then. You know, doing the same move while he's still there? No. That, that, that's more what annoys me compared to uh, the size thing. But, yeah, either way, Keith Lee going over tonight. I think he's going to get a good spotlight, get a big win over a big guy. So uh, that's uh, likely to, to happen here tonight. Then we got Dakota Kai against Tegan Knox in a street fight. It's so exciting. No, <laughs> that uh, you, never know, you never know. I don't know. It's a. I haven't. I haven't followed this one too much, to be honest. So, uh, I, I'm. I'm not sure where, where where to go with this one. Dakota from New Zealand, uh, Tegan Knox from Bargold, Wales. Two British wrestlers from NXT UK. I don't know. Uh, we don't know that much about them just yet. So, we'll, really, this is their opportunity to to showcase themselves. I'm gonna say Tegan Knox uh, gets the gets the win in this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Dakota Kai. I haven't really followed it, like I mentioned. We'll see. Uh, you know, maybe like as you alluded to, a chance uh, on on what is usually a really really good card to to get some more exposure uh, from from the uh, the roster. Uh, and so, meanwhile, while their other stars are starting to get that, uh, you know, attention on the main roster, you got some of the next ones starting to come up. So they'll be interesting. Here's Tegan Knox on her match tonight against Dakota Kai. Portland, with your rage boiling over like it is, are you going to be able to control your emotions when you face off with Dakota Kai? Sunday, I don't need to control my emotions, John. Did you see what she just did to Candice? You don't put your hands on my sister and think you can get away with it. This time is personal. Sunday, I end Dakota Kai. All right, so she's gonna she she won't be able to control her emotions. We should have played the clip beforehand, then we could have been like, "Oh yeah, look at that heat with the sister and everything." No, (laughs) you know, we'll see what happens tonight. Yeah, Santana Garrett uh, wrestled on NXT this week. Okay, yeah, right. It's a name we haven't heard in a a while. She faced off against uh, Bianca Belair, who's going for the women's championship uh, tonight. Uh, other matches, uh, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. This is amazing. I'm looking forward to it. I like that they brought Finn Balor down to NXT because he's a guy that fits more with, with NXT rather than, than the main roster. To me, I, I never liked him much on the main roster. Maybe it's because they made him the first universal champion, which I didn't think was, was deserved yet at that point. So it's like if you start at the top, there's only one way to go, and that's that's down. Like Brock Lesnar started right at the top, but that's Brock Lesnar. He's an anomaly. He's like a one once-in-a-lifetime performer. Finn Balor, to start him right at the, as the champion, almost at the beginning of his main roster debut, it was like – Stuff. But also he got injured as well. But to get this second chance in in another brand in another war, subdivision of the company of NXT, uh, I think it was a good call to put Balor on uh, on the NXT, especially with the weekly TV on USA Network. I'm wa- I'm still waiting for them to come to to Canada. Here we got uh, AEW Dynamite on TSN. Where are they going to put uh, NXT on? Uh, Gargano is going to get the win here, though, over over Balor. You know, Balor. I think it was more the injury than anything when mm-hmm. when he came up and and got the title, and then uh, that kind of just completely derailed plans. I think they were trying, you know, something where he was just so over in NXT, and they were going to try to carry that over to the main roster and just push him to the stars right away. Something that they probably should have done with Bailey at the time, but they didn't. Um, so the return made sense in in that you know. 
fans were just clamoring for uh, Finn Balor to get a chance, and Vince McMahon seemed close to it. Uh, wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of Balor. So him going back down to NXT, you've seen this rejuvenation. You see the excitement in him. You see the aggressivity in him. And I think this is going to be a really good match tonight. This uh, could be your match of the night. Uh, of course, uh, you, you know, anytime uh, Johnny Gargano uh, is uh, in a marquee matchup, uh, it's usually amazing on takeover so uh you know we should get a good match tonight but i think they're going to reward balor and he's going over all right and we got adam cole against tamasa champa for the Woo! nxt championship i'm excited adam man. cole's been on a, a great run as nxt champion and uh, champa the championship means quite a lot to him as we saw this past wednesday night at nxt weekly tv I'm going to go ahead and steal this one from The Rock, but you look at this arm and you got goosebumps from head to damn toe right now. I put 15 long damn years into professional wrestling and to think that I finally, finally caught a break. I finally found a home in NXT. I finally climbed my way to the very top. I was about to walk in to take over New York WrestleMania weekend. And that was my WrestleMania. That was my WrestleMania moment. It wasn't just about winning a title at WrestleMania. It was about being the face of this brand, walking out that curtain. That meant the world to me. And to think not only did I lose that, but I had to think to myself, what if, for real, what, what if I couldn't do this anymore? I'm 34. This is all I really know how to do, and I have what is now a 16-month daughter at home, and I had to have a real serious talk with my wife about what the hell's the plan? What happens if I can't get back to work? How do we provide a life for this little girl going forward? So Tomasa Champa talking about uh, his injuries, uh, we're also uh, dealing with injuries, and someone who who does who who doesn't seem like he's going to really go up to the main roster. He's going to be like an NXT guy for the. Uh, like we keep saying that they keep poaching talent from NXT. I don't think Champa uh, is going to be a guy that's going to go to the main rosters. He's someone that's going to stick around NXT uh, as compared to Adam Cole, who certainly will have a bright future on Raw or SmackDown or both. Is the time yet to, to lose the championship for Cole and give it to Champa? I, I don't think it's time just yet. No, not at all. Uh, you know, this match, you th you know, would have thought that, you know, would have been built up for WrestleMania weekend. But this new attempt of, uh, you know, running uh, a standalone Sunday pay-per-view uh, required that, you know, they have that uh, marquee matchup uh, that, you know, hopefully provides another match of the year candidate because that's what we got last time. And, uh, you know, that's what we're going to get this time. And that's what we'll probably get WrestleMania as well. So I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be amazing. Sit down, enjoy the match, and just, like, soak it in, man. It's going to be a, a, a total banger. And we're going to have probably Adam Cole retaining the belt here. Adam Cole has such a huge, bright future. I don't think it's now. I think he gets called up after WrestleMania. So have him drop at WrestleMania. You could have him drop now and then go again for it at WrestleMania and then draw and then lose and then go up to the main roster. You could do it that way. I wouldn't necessarily object to it, but I think Adam Cole's winning today. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with you on Adam Cole. So we're, we're pretty close on our, our picks. Uh, Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly defending the NXT Tag Team Champions against the Tag Team Tournament winners, the Broserweights, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. I'm a huge fan of Pete Dunne, one of my top up-and-comers. On the other hand, Matt Riddle just doesn't do it for me. You know what? He's a I'm going to go out on a limb. Pipsqueak pucks. going to go out on a limb here. Like I know they want they, they like to try to keep, you know, the Adam Cole group strong, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is a dropping uh, to uh, to to Broser uh, weights. Uh, you know, the, I think they're going to win tonight. <laughs> the Broser weight and yeah. the bro, the, the Broser weights. So uh, I think they're going over tonight, actually. And uh, I think so as well. I think so. They, they want a tournament. They might the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They, they might they might as well become the Tag Team Champions. Though. But it'd be easy to say as well on on the flip side of the coin, where it's like they just ra- they won this tournament after being stuck together randomly. So let's just make them lose and, and separate them again that's possible too because don't forget both of them are kind of really over in nxt as single stars so uh you know it's always a possibility that they go down that route but uh i think they're very over why not give them the over tonight uh but uh i don't know man they they like to keep uh they like to keep adam, adam cole's group strong so it's it, uh I, I can understand the argument to have them uh to have them retain nonetheless but i feel like it's time yeah, I, I I agree with you on that. Uh, Rhea Ripley against Bianca Belair, NXT Women's Championship. No doubts about it. For me, uh, Rhea Ripley is, yeah. is, is taking this. Rhea well, Ripley she's, is, she's supposed to is go on the to new face, Bailey. Uh, Charlotte at uh, WrestleMania. So there's that. She's the new number one star coming out of NXT. So Bianca Belair though is they're really pushing her a lot too. Yeah, I I'm still iffy on her. I'm not there yet. There's talk of it maybe being a triple threat. I'm coming around on Ray Ripley. I'm seeing like what they're kind of seeing. So they're I, both they're both being built right now. I, yeah, I, I can't give my final thought on either of them just yet. They're they're in development in NXT. No, for sure. But uh, you know, obviously, a huge push coming up for in 2020 for Ray Ripley. So I think that uh, continues now. It started in late 2019, and uh, now it continues today. And she'll probably. Uh, Walk out the winner. So that will be tonight uh, in Portland, uh, NXT TakeOver Portland. You got uh, Adam Cole and Tomasa Ciampa. We're both uh, agreeing on Adam Cole retaining the Undisputed Era against the Broserweights. We both think that the Broserweights are going to be the new NXT Tag Team Champions. Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Uh, I'm going to say, we both said Ripley retains and uh, Balor Gargano. Did you say Balor or Gargano? I said Balor. Balor. I said Gargano on that one. I said the Tegan Knox. You said Dakota Kai. And we both agree on Keith Lee retaining the NXT North American Championship. So there's that. Looking forward to that event tonight. NXT on a Sunday night, live at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, there we go. That's tonight. And uh, coming up, we're going to talk some XFL week two. Uh, what's what's gone right? What's gone wrong in the uh, the XFL so far? I want to hear your thoughts, Steve. That's coming up next here on Main Event Radio. This is Main Event Radio. XFL came back last week. More games yesterday and today. Main Event Radio, Ryan Ryder, Steve Rockamaniac, Main Event Radio XFL. So I, I watched all the games so far. I think it's been some some good, exciting, fast action football. And it's uh, spring football, normally NFL, Super Bowl. After that, it's sort of like 
you wait until CFL season here in Canada, but this is like an in-between league now, XFL, and the, the talent is certainly a lot better than the, the initial run of the 2001 botch of an, of, of a, an XFL. I'm in, I've, I've been enjoying the games. Uh, New York Guardians having the dominant performance last Sunday, 23-3 to, to three against the Tampa Bay Vipers, and then last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, excuse me, uh, 27 to nothing, the DC Defenders uh, beating the New York Guard- New York Guardians just completely uh, bombing yesterday. So it's like wow, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm surprised uh, at their lack of performance. Seventeen to nine against the Sea Dragons yesterday. Um, Tampa Bay's their co- their head coach uh, Mark Tressman, formerly of Montreal Alouettes, also with T- Toronto Argonauts in the, in the NFL. He's with the Chicago Bears. Uh, he's a he's a brilliant mind. So I I'm surprised that uh, the Tampa Bay Viper is not uh, not performing better thus far. I hope he can somehow turn things around because he's a he's a great coach. Absolutely, and and if, as you alluded to, DC looking very strong early on, and uh, you know just basically completely wiping uh, New York uh, around. But uh, looking at the the business uh, side of things, you know, like DC for example, uh, they're using DC United Soccer Stadium. Uh, interesting line for me yesterday was, you know, season tickets are a hundred bucks for for Washington uh, and and the in the XFL over there. Okay, hundred bucks. So uh, tickets were all sold out and going on the secondary market for over a hundred dollars per ticket, as opposed to a season worth of tickets for one game. So you know, they I think that they took the learnings from the documentary. They took the learnings from the AAF as well, and they've put that together. We'll see what the ratings are from this weekend as as they start to come out later today and tomorrow uh, to see if they were successful in retaining the television audience. They had some good numbers in the first week, but it'll be very indicative to see what happens this weekend, next weekend, the week after. Are they able to retain those people? If they are, they're they're well on their way to being that, uh, you know, secondary, smaller, uh, you know, football league that's going to be there as your bridge in between. Uh, if the betting community gets behind them as well, which they seemingly are so far, there's a lot of bet talk around it. There's a lot of wager talk. There's a lot of uh, betting going on. Uh, there's big shows uh, going mm-hmm. on. So the ratings are helps. pretty good. That helps. You know, yeah, I mentioned yeah. the ratings earlier. Like the, but the betting community getting behind it helps you immensely because then there's and they're extra playing reason. into it too. They have their app that that's, yeah. That so. Some the, of the odds. Yeah, they're they're talking about the over and the under and like oh, are they going to hit the over? Like they're playing into that so that's a good thing as well they also have completely distanced themselves from pro wrestling like you know i haven't really seen any pro wrestling references i heard a couple theme songs played i heard undertaker theme (laughs) but that's fine because you know that happens in hockey games and yeah even at the montreal canadians they play seth rollins braun Strowman, roman reigns i heard they play kurt angle it's the only time i actually trying to do suck for kurt angle (laughs) so were you saying it at the canadians yeah <laughs> but uh yeah you know it's uh it's it's a very good start for them uh and we'll see how those TV ratings play out but uh you know I think they've taken enough learnings from both the AAF and the uh ESPN docu- documentary that they have a good start so uh we'll see what happens uh, and, and as long as that betting community is behind them 
I think uh, they're, they, they've got a good uh, a good possibility of making it through the season. Yes, they're going to lose money uh, to a degree. I mean, the, the merchandise is selling really well. the The ratings haven't been bad; have been pretty good, and the attendance as well. So certainly, already just in the first week, they had a higher attendance in the entire season of the AAF. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely, and and so you know they they definitely have a good chance of you know not going bankrupt like the AAF did because they just lost so much money in the first few weeks that it was just pointless to continue. Uh, so they shut down before they even made it through the first season. And uh, XFL uh, has picked up some good stars as well as you alluded to a lot of guys who, you know, are that were coming out of college that you know were good and 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 playing in the AAF or playing in uh, various levels of of pro football who are able to still uh, you know deliver quality products. So there's a lot of excitement there, and uh, you know hopefully that maintains because then Vince McMahon can say that you know he finally got the XFL. To the level he wanted it to, and uh, that uh, is uh, going to be something interesting to see as we go through the rest of the year. A funny note, uh, yesterday during the Seattle Dragons at Tampa Bay Vipers game, Jim Zorn, uh, Seattle Dragons head coach, you may have noticed that he was covering his mouth during the plays. He did not notice that they were broadcasted live. See, How no, could you not know that? Like, did he miss a mumo or what? No, you know what? It's funny that you say that because last week when I was watching the first first weekend, right? There were they give complete all access for those who haven't watched any yeah. of the XFL games. Okay, you have uh, not only the coaches, that's the, the coaches calling the plays. No, the, the best players. part is the is the is the, is the officials. You hear yeah. the, you hear their, their the officials, even the replays. The best part. Them looking yeah. at the replays, like watching the replay. They explain what they're watching, why why we're, we're, they're making that decision. They're having a, a debate, like oh, did you see this? Is it okay? Like that's great. I love that. However, the plays completely like one thing that does annoy me though is that. Like the announcers are basically okay. They just called this play, and he's running to the left. Like, shut. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, why though? Why? No. If it's a good color commentator, someone who's played no. football before, and they and they know the the terminology, they explain it for the for the audience. There should be a certain level of of surprise factor there when that play is run. And at the same time, I said to myself, how long until this becomes the Houston Astros? Like this is all being like broadcast. <laughs> so yeah, you like you were saying. You, you yeah, but still, the only well, you have a max of twenty five seconds to interpret it and, and figure out the play so quickly. I mean, yeah. uh, well, look how fast the, the announcers are doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? They're saying, oh well, they're running. Uh, they're and doing where are it. they going to have a TV screen? And the oh, I mean, uh, it's easy, right? You just have yeah. a guy on a cell phone or something, and you have a little Bluetooth earphone uh, inside, right? It's it's not that hard, but I uh, it. it it seemingly won't be happening, but at the same time, uh, yeah. I don't think I don't think NFL will pick it up for that reason. I don't think so, but either. I do think they'll they'll take the official. I think so. Mics, yeah, and also cool. the kickoff. The kickoff would be good, just because uh, the, the, with all the uh, need to be uh, more secure uh, and take care of your players and the controversy of CTE and Aaron Hernandez and so on and so forth. But yeah, they need it, but uh, the, the 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 I like the the official thing because. There's so many times in the NFL where we're just like, what are they thinking? What, what what are they saying to each other right now? How did they come to that decision? That part I love. But there's the question is, is how much access is too, ac- uh, too much access? And I I feel like they're kind of on the border of that right now. Some of the I, I didn't see it on my way in. I think there was a I was. I was about. I there was some sort of sideline interview, and the guy just got mad, and like walked away from. Him. I I gotta see it. The but, very first game, one of the players swore. One of the yeah, that's yeah. it. Like you know, it's just on live. TV, how much access yeah. is too much access? Uh, you know, you, you of course, yeah, you're gonna interview the guy live like that. Um, yeah, he's gonna swear. He's pumped up. So 
there's there's been some some negatives to it, but uh, well, you know maybe they'll find a balance eventually. Uh, but if if ever there's a Houston Astros situation, that's the end. But that's been that's been going on in baseball for decades. It's only because they got decades. caught. It's only because they got caught. I mean, yeah, you could be at second base and so, you know maybe see a sign. But these guys were banging on things and you know telling their guys like you know what pitch is coming beforehand. Man, completely different situation. This is Main Event Radio, Double R Ryan Ryder, Steve Rockamaniac. Have a great week. Enjoy pro wrestling. NXT Takeover Portland tonight. <laughs>